How many of you are feeling homesick? I would imagine that many of you living in the dorms, especially those away from home for the first time, might be feeling pretty homesick, especially during these first few weeks of school. And you don't have to be living in the dorm to experience this feeling. You may have experienced homesickness at camp or on short trips. Furthermore, it doesn't just affect young people. Adults may have to move for different jobs or be away on business trips or even vacations and experience homesickness. According to Wikipedia, the hallmark of homesickness is preoccupying thoughts of home and attachment objects. Sufferers typically report a combination of depressive and anxious symptoms, withdrawn behavior, and difficulty focusing on topics unrelated to home. When you're homesick, all you can think of is those things that you are missing from home. Yes, you may even miss your younger brothers and sisters. While being homesick is very real and can be quite painful, it's something nearly all of us go through and may lead to some coping skills and maybe even leading us to contact our loved ones more. Today, though, I want to focus on a different type of homesickness, a spiritual homesickness. Paul writes in Colossians 3, verses 1 to 2, If you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. May the Holy Spirit guide our thoughts as we contemplate what it means when we as believers are homesick for our true home in heaven. How can we be homesick for heaven when we were never there? Remember, homesickness isn't really about a place, but a feeling about being comfortable, about feeling loved. Because of the fall into sin in the Garden of Eden, every human being is born sinful. And sin is a separation from God, who is love. So as long as we are on this fallen earth and have this sinful flesh, we'll never be fully comfortable, never fully happy. Indeed, a sinful search for happiness can lead people in the wrong direction. Look at all those self-help books out there. There are so many of them out there, and they continue to be written because nobody has solved the problem of achieving success or happiness. In fact, as long as people focus on what they themselves can do to create happiness, they'll never find true and consistent joy. Also, people who become frustrated with the troubles and tribulation of everyday life might turn to the abuse of alcohol or drugs or other sinful pleasures to try to find an escape from these problems. The sad fact is, There will always be problems and pain in this world. We will always be homesick for a better place. How then do we cope with all this pain and suffering, this fact that no matter how hard we try, we are never truly at home, never perfectly happy or content 
comfortable in this world? The answer is provided in our text. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Through faith, we need to recognize that focusing on ourselves or on worldly solutions to our pain will never provide the answers. Instead, we need to look to God above for our help. As we read in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We need to remember and fully understand that an almighty and powerful God, a God who loves us more than anyone on this earth, has sent his son to suffer, die, and rise again for our sins. It is that faith that leads us to the true joy that Prof. Gullery, echoing Psalm 118, chose for the theme for this year. Rejoice! This is the day the Lord has made. No matter where we are in life, we can always wake up every day knowing that our sins are forgiven and that we are promised eternal life. With that perspective, our own problems and struggles seem much smaller and less important. Yet, we do have these struggles. We have physical and mental pain. Furthermore, even though we have faith, we still struggle with the old man, that sinful flesh that is still part of us. These struggles themselves will also point our minds to things above. As I mentioned earlier, when people are homesick, they suffer preoccupying thoughts of home. They have difficulty focusing on topics unrelated to home. This then is a positive aspect of our spiritual homesickness. When we realize that we may have good days or better days, but no perfect days, when we realize that what we accomplished here on earth in terms of success will soon be forgotten, when we realize that any wealth or possessions that we accumulate will be left behind when we die, then we can recognize by faith that we are strangers, pilgrims here, and that heaven is our true home. Spiritual homesickness allows us to see the true priorities in life. As Christ said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Our homesickness leads us to recognize that all our pain and suffering is temporary and that our joy in heaven is eternal. As we are promised in Revelation, he'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Paul goes on after our text in chapter 3 of Colossians to explain how focusing on things above and not on earth will lead us to put off anger, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, and put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, forgiveness, and above all, love. And finally, focusing on things above leads us to recognize that all the sins we commit daily have been washed away with the blood of Christ, and that because of that, we are able to enjoy eternal joy in heaven. While we pray that any students who are suffering homesickness may be consoled by their friends, supported by their families, and encouraged by their ever-present faithful Savior, we also pray that the Holy Spirit leads us to set our minds on things above, 
recognizing that heaven is our true home. We'll conclude with hymn 660, verses 1, 2, and 4. 660, 1, 2, and 4. Yeah. 